What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 83 this week. Oh man, seven more until we're at the big 90th. Right, 90. I know, it's super crazy, super crazy, man. Well, we have a special guest on the show today. He is a recurring guest coming back on to tell us a little update on what's going on in his life, his career. You know, he's a great dad and just a phenomenal actor. The one and only James Dumont. Yes, he's going to be a lot of fun to talk to. He was a blast the first time, so you know he's going to be fun this yeah, time. Yeah, seriously, seriously. He's a talker, so guys, be prepared. <laughs> he is a talker. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, we got a lot going on in the industry this week. There's stuff with Warner Media stuff that broke yesterday. It's huge. I know all of the big major production companies have been battling Warner Media, J.J. Abrams finally getting the deal done, yep. so he is heading over there, and rumor has it he's going to head the DC Film Division, so That's the rumor. somebody needs to step in line for that, because they need some way to compete with Marvel, honestly, honestly. Then plus, you know we have Disney, Netflix, the WWE, uh, SAG-AFTRA, and just so much more, man. It's crazy, all the stuff that broke this week, even some stuff that disney plus scrapped from their agenda for their streaming service so best believe we'll be talking about it we'll be talking about it and you know your hosts for this week are myself jlo fantastic and the one and only mal what up oh yeah oh yeah and of course before we get the show started we got to plug our merchandise website make sure to head over to crazyantmedia.com where you can click on our merchandise tab and head over to our spread shirt shop where you can pick up the latest hats shirts bags sweatshirts anything you like i just ordered myself a hat and that's supposed to be here by today actually so so hopefully i get that start rocking that start rocking the logo because you know everybody asks you questions about your shirt when you're yeah always i can't wait to start wearing the hat because they look great they They do do. they they definitely get attention when you're wearing them there's no doubt about it seriously seriously but yeah let's start off with the biggest thing that's going down in hollywood right now yep some big news breaking just a couple hours ago felicity City Huffman has been sentenced in the college bribery scandal. Uh, as you guys know, she pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit mail fraud for her role in the admission scandal. Um, she has been cooperating since the get-go. She has, you know, shown remorse and truly has just, I mean, done, I think, what was necessary to to show that she was sorry for what she had done. I guess the judge kind of agreed. The prosecutors were asking for a month in jail plus a $20,000 fine. Uh, What she was actually sentenced to today, 14 days in jail. She'll also be required to pay a $30,000 fine, 250 hours of probation, um, and, and community service, as well as a year of supervised release. So, there you have it. That's the very latest. She's the first one to actually get sentenced. Um, and, I mean, even though it's not a month in jail, any jail time, I think, is bad news for Lori Laughlin, who has not cooperated at all, who has not shown any remorse, and who actually did way worse than just paying fifteen grand to fix an SAT score. So, we're going to have to keep an eye on that and see how this sentence kind of plays out for... Uh, Lori Laughlin in the future, but there it is. Felicity Huffman, 14 days in jail, $30,000 fine, 250 hours of community service, and in a year of supervised probation. So there it is. And you know, of course, what the other 
biggest news in Hollywood is right now. The huge mecca Warner Media picking up Bad Robot and J.J. Abrams. Yeah, okay, so J.J., and for, for you guys who don't know, his wife, you know, is the CEO of Bad Robot. Mm-hmm. She runs it with him. And co-CEO Katie McGrath, a five-year deal with Warner Media. That's and crazy. this is the crazy thing. It brings together for the first time ever everything under television film video games digital content um merchandise like everything involved with bad robot under one roof for the first time ever all the stuff that he's done in the past that was under bad robot is coming to warner media uh yeah Uh, so there's some instant content and then Everything future-wise for the next five years, exclusive through 2024, exclusive to Warner. Wow! So that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got some great films in there. You got some um, TV shows. You think Alias is heading on over? Or uh, yeah, you know, there, there, there's there's question there about whether because remember some of it is while. JJ produced it under Bad Robot. It might be owned by yeah, ABC different. Studios yeah. or whatever. So that's all going to have to be worked out. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking about like Super 8. Like is Super 8 probably going to pop I, up? I would on the think so. I, I would think that, you know, he's got some sort of licensing rights to his films. Yeah. You know, so, so we're going to see about that. I do know that he is walking away from Paramount, yeah. who he currently has a film deal with, but it's set to expire. So that's why he was shopping around. So Makes he sense. will be walking away from there. Now, it is still to be determined whether or not he'll be able to have the opportunity to direct feature films or do television shows for other studios while under this pack right they did say that they're going to allow him to continue obviously his star wars deal yeah i mean he's, he's shooting right now you know yeah. so that'd be a little uh hard um so he is going to be on able to honor all of his previous commitments That's cool. but beyond that yeah they haven't really announced whether or not he's mm. going to be able to do that right um and also, they didn't disclose financial terms. Yeah, but sources are saying two hundred and fifty million, and I'm I'm not buying it. No, it's we gotta know, be more than that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we've talked about it on the show for you know several weeks now. He was he was looking for five hundred million, you know, in line with what some of the other people had been getting, maybe a little higher. Right, and um. So I'm not. I mean, Berlanti got 400 million. Seems like everybody that's signed recently is somewhere between 300 and 400 right. million dollars. I can't believe he would have settled for 250 no, million. I mean, honestly, he's one of the biggest directors in the entertainment game right e- now. Exactly, so. exactly. And and I now they do confirm that he that he settled for less than he turned down more lucrative offers. Right. But I still can't believe he turned down that much. Yeah. I could see him maybe turning down. You know. 500 million mm-hmm. and he goes for like 400 something million or yeah. 375 or something i don't think he turned down if anybody offered him 500 million and he turned it down for half that mm-hmm. to go to warner media i'd find that really hard to believe yeah seriously seriously i mean he's such a talented guy so he i mean he deserves it honestly. yeah yeah and think about this guys this opens up all the content that he can produce now for Warner, not just in films, but Warner Television, and remember, and video, H- games H- and video games, and then HBO Max. Yeah, that's their streaming service, and he's going to be pumping out content for for HBO Max as well. So, 
Yeah, that's a huge get for him because, like you said, he's one of the most prolific directors and creators in the industry right now. And you know he's going to be pumping out solid content. So yeah, exactly. that's a big plus for, for Warner Media. Definitely, definitely. Now switching it over to the other big mecca of the entertainment industry, mm. Disney and Fox. Fox finally settled its long-running profits litigation over the crime show Bones, which is just a phenomenal show. But apparently the... Um, the producers felt, the executives felt like they were being outed some money because of it, right? Yeah, exactly. Participation in the profits. They said they yeah. were participating in some shady accounting and keeping the actual profits yeah. off the books so that they didn't have to pay them. Um, as you guys know, they sued um, and they won $50 million in compensatory damages and $128 million in punitive damages. At that point, it was the largest judgment in Hollywood history. Yeah. But Fox's attorneys filed an appeal, and they convinced the judge uh, that he exceeded his authority, and he agreed and made a set-aside those damages. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, the executive producers and, and the cast members were not happy that it was being set aside, yeah. so they said they were going to appeal. But apparently, before that appeal could go forward, they agreed now to settle out of court. Yeah. Um, undisclosed amount of money, but it was filed this week that they have reached a settlement agreement. It was filed with the courts, and there you go. Will we ever know how much they – but I'm guessing they got a pretty hefty payday. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, rightfully so. It's a great – it was a great show, and I mean it ran for however many seasons, and people just loved the chemistry between all the actors. So, yeah. I mean, rightfully so. Yeah, and, and now the only thing I, I, I see this having big repercussions in is $178 million was a huge settlement. Yeah. And had that stuck – that would have been huge because we've talked about this in the past too. Robert Kirkman is in a similar type lawsuit with the creator of Walking Dead with yeah. AMC. He's a creator of The Walking Dead saying that they were participating in shady accounting mm. and he's missing out on massive yeah. amounts of money that he's owed. So had that settlement stuck, he would have precedent in his case right. going, hey, this is what I feel like. You know, I should be getting this or I should be. But the fact that it didn't, and they settled out of court, that could hurt his case moving forward with trying to claim that he's owed this much money or that much money. And so maybe down the line this hurts that and maybe he settles. I I don't know. But, but I mean, I think it will have ramifications moving forward about anybody that wants to try to sue against this shady accounting. And we all know that shady accounting goes on. I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, it's a cutthroat industry, so we know. It is. It is. We know, man. We know. Uh, the WME is, which is the Writers Guild of America. Well, that's actually Warner. Uh, I mean, um, uh, it's um, William Morris Endeavor. It's oh. the it's the talent agency. Yeah, yeah. Is seeking to dismiss the Writers Guild of America suit, allegedly packaging fees are illegal. Oh. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah, that's what they're claiming. And we've been talking about this. This is where, you know, these agencies will go and they'll take a package. They'll say this director, this writer, these stars, and then they send it to a studio and they basically get this huge fee for it. The problem is with that is that the writers and and sometimes the others are are missing out on their fees, you know, um, and so they're not okay with this. Yeah. So they filed a suit, like we've been talking about. The, the Writers Guild filed a suit saying, this is illegal. This is bullshit. This can't happen. We need You need to break that up. Well, that's what they're doing. William Morris is attempting to get that thrown out. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. The Guild, however, is they're trying to seek a declaration 
that packaging fees are unlawful. So mm. they're still trying to prove that when you package it all together, you're you're cutting out people that should rightfully be getting paid. Yeah. And so there you go. Um, they're also in um, encouraging uh, all of their members to vote. Uh, their election is coming up this 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 coming week. The Writers Guild, and it's heavily. This is at the forefront of. Uh, who they're trying to elect and not elect and who they want in power because they want to move forward with this because they feel like they're getting gypped by the agencies. Mm -hmm. So goodness gracious. Going to keep an eye on that. But, I mean, I feel like sometimes packaging is a really good thing, but I see the point. I see if if you represent a writer – and your your script is getting there, and then you're not getting paid for for submitting that script or for representing him because it's being packaged all up in one licensing package fee for mm-hmm. you know I, that's pretty shitty. Yeah, seriously. I mean, the, I mean they're doing everything they can to protect the writers. So yeah, yeah, and and the people that represent them. Exactly. I mean, that's how they make their living. They get 15 20% off of the sale of that script, but if it's all done in a package deal and the agency that packages it yep. gets the fee, they don't get that. Exactly. So how are these people supposed to like, you know? Exactly. And Nobody deserves to be screwed out of the money that no. they rightfully owed. Exactly. Honestly, honestly. Exactly. And I mean, speaking of people trying to protect people, SAG-AFTRA has begun talks with intimacy coordinators to develop protocols covering onset nudity and simulated sex scenes to make sure that everybody is treated exactly how they should be treated. Nobody is uncomfortable on set and it's crazy how these things work, man. Yeah, yeah. So now so now there's apparently intimacy coordinators. Yeah. That's a new one for me on the set. I've yeah. never heard of that crew position before, but right. apparently now there will be. Um, I'm guessing it's going to be a sag after representative. Yeah. Maybe now this is some sort of a sag after position yeah. that will be required to be on set. Yeah, um, yeah their statement was basically, um, it, they say that it showcased the, showcased the extraordinary expertise of the intimacy coordinator community. Yeah. Uh, apparently, okay, they have a community. Um, and provided a collaborative setting for discussion about the development of the appropriate protocols to cover the highly exposed work, including nudity, simulated sex, and other intimate situations um okay i i i get this um you know because this is a problem lately apparently a lot of we've heard these me too stories you know with with this going on on the set i mean it's always uncomfortable from what i mean everything i've ever heard in the past though you know they 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 try to do their best it it is a closed set yeah only the absolute necessary people are there yeah um and even in some instances they they go bare minimum with just the camera guy and and the the boom operator and the director you know so i I feel like they've they've always tried to make it comfortable but you know, clearly there are problems, and and yeah. so. But I mean, kudos to them for continuing to try to make the actors as comfortable as possible. Yeah, agreed. I mean, that's who's performing the act, so they deserve to be as comfortable as possible. So if they're not, yet like I said, if they're not comfortable with the situation, then something needs to be changed. Yeah, so. and and we should say this just covers the on-set stuff. Yeah. I know that SAG-AFTRA is also working on. Um, some sort of a legal thing to protect against the deep, 
fake porn mm. like where they're they're taking these their you know they're they're shit. these actors faces and shit and putting them on porn and, and putting it out there they're also trying to work heavily against that yeah. and protecting their people from that too so you know say what you want about the whole because we know it's been a war with the elections and sag after and gabrielle Cateris and all this guy but this is the right move okay. whether you voted for her or not this is the right move this is the kind of thing that's a positive thing that sag after is doing mm-hmm. so Agreed. Agreed. Well, now let's get into some content shit. Let's yeah, get into some content fun shit. stuff. Yeah, fun stuff. Goodness gracious, none of the business stuff. Uh, Disney Plus. Haley Steinfeld has been offered the lead role in the upcoming Hawkeye series. That's awesome. The limited series will be will see Jeremy Renner, so he will reprise his role as the bow wielding hero Hawkeye. And should Steinfeld join the series, she would play Kate Bishop, who is his daughter, obviously. Uh, right? Protégé. Yeah, Protégé. Yeah, ah. So, um, yeah, and she takes up the mantle after he retires. Okay. Um, she's also a young Avenger, mm. and we've seen rumors that a young Avenger series is in the works. Ah. It, it seems to make sense to me because the second that they announced Kate Bishop was going to be a part of the Hawkeye series, they've already announced on WandaVision that Wanda's kid was going to be in it. Yeah. Uh, we know Ant-Man, you know, um, has already introduced his daughter. Who, who, All of them are members of the Young Avengers. Right. So I would not be shocked at all if we see that series move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm is, excited is about Stark's this. Is Stark's daughter part of that? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to yeah. see. Um, I just want to see the footage that she had in... Uh, in game honestly. agreed so. agreed uh so I, i'm excited though i i, I just uh, Haley steinfeld they always grab the best actor she's yeah. a phenomenal actress yeah i mean come on she won an oscar exactly i mean you know like she's just brilliant and i think her in this role will be really good yeah. and yeah I, i'm i'm excited so and uh, the fact that these are all limited series, you mm-hmm. know, so I don't know, it's like six episodes or whatever, you know, right. they're not really long running. Exactly. So I think they really are trying to set up Young Avengers yeah. or the stuff that's going on. But yeah. great choice. And I think she's going to say yes because who wouldn't say yes to Marvel? Yeah. I think at this point, you've, you, based on all, everything, if you're an actor or shit, any member of the mm-hmm. crew and, and Marvel approaches you, I think people have learned say yes. Yeah. So we'll exactly. see. I hope I hope it works out because she's great. Exactly. Well, things that are not working out at <laughs> Disney Plus. Um, the Muppets Live Another Day. It was supposed to be a reboot. Uh, the script, the comedy series, uh, is scrapped from Disney Plus. Yeah. Apparently, it was just not working out. Yeah, and th- this is crazy. It was supposed to pick up right after 1984's uh, The Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah. So it was going to be a continuation of that storyline, and it, it, and here's the crazy thing. Josh Gad, mm-hmm. you know, Frozen, and then uh, Once Upon a Times, Adam Horowitz and uh, Eddie Kittis, they're the writers. Yeah. And apparently this is the problem. There was a, a discrepancy between the writing team and Disney. Yeah. And Disney didn't like the direction they were going, yeah. and so that was it. Damn. They cut it. That's crazy. I wonder if they'll move forward with any other Muppet series ideas, though. I don't know, but th- this one cost them because... Yeah. Disney signed an exclusive straight-to-pilot deal, yeah. and since they didn't fulfill, they they pay. Yeah, they have to pay. Just like Apple did last week. Exa- with, exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So Disney does have to pay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, shit, you know, yeah. sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But, I mean, I wonder. I, I bet we'll never find out. But the, right. the chunk of money that they had to pay out to Josh Gad and them for not moving forward, that's good. Exactly. Gonna, mm. It sucks, man. It sucks. Well, you know we love talking about this guy, one of our favorite directors. John Favreau 
who is the showrunner for the Star Wars series, The Mandalorian, yep. he wants to step back into the director's chair for this series. Now, I could just see this. Honestly. Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Apparently, he wanted to direct a couple episodes season one, yeah. but at the timing of how it was all playing out, he was busy with The Lion King, exactly. so he couldn't do it. So he says now he wants to definitely jump back in and, and do a couple episodes for season two. Yeah, We should say season two has not even yeah, officially been confirmed exactly. or announced but I'm kind of um, thinking that, that's going to happen. Agreed. So, you know, agreed. Favreau's apparently working on all the scripts and, like, already plowing forward yeah, for season two, so. That's awesome. Um, that's awesome. Well, I saw some of the directors are a part, were a part of, like, the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and then Watiti did one, uh, yep. Thor's uh, director there, and then just people who are basically attached to Disney and that have done other huge Disney projects. So it only makes sense. Absolutely. That, yeah. And all the people that are attached to this, Ming-Na Wen, all, all these, like, uh, there's such a phenomenal cast attached. And then with Favreau running it, I, I would be absolutely shocked if it doesn't get picked up for a season two. Mm-hmm. I think Favreau's pretty safe in working out scripts for season two. I'm sure he's going to be able to direct. Yeah, uh, I mean, come on now. Exactly, exactly. We'll go into their adult streaming service, Hulu, which has given a script commitment plus penalty. There's that plus penalty yeah, again. Exactly, exactly. To Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. I love him from This Is Us. And his Indian Meadows Productions banner have found a potential home for their Washington Black series, which is based off on... Isai uh, Edijin? Uh, sure, let's sure. go with that. <laughs> Award-winning novel. Um, and the Disney-owned platform will be focused to pay a penalty if the project doesn't go to pilot, exactly. like we've been talking yep, about. Yeah, just like with the Muppets. So yeah. they direct a pilot order, and if they decide not to move forward, they're going to have to pay our guy anyway. So, you know. Exactly, exactly. Now, he launched his production company in 2018 under the 21st Century Fox. So it's interesting how that is all also getting merged into Hulu. Yeah, I like the fact though that Disney's honoring commitments. You know that that well, we should say smart ones because we, yeah, they've exactly. also canceled a bunch of films or whatever. Exactly. But I feel like this this one they knew. I yeah. mean, you know, come on, he he he's booming right now off yeah. the success. He's just everywhere, and I like this. Plus, you know, broadcast cable and streaming projects for diversity. Yeah, exactly. that's that's the key word lately is diversity, diversity, exactly. diversity. So any kind of project, I think that's going to make sure that that happens yeah. i think disney's all on board with so. yeah seriously this would be the first limited series to emerge from the production company as well so that's awesome go them yeah, yeah seriously getting their foot in the door and just rocking and rolling that's what it's all about oh now this next one i know this probably got a lot of people interested in apple they offered their streaming service at a low price of 4.99 that is freaking wild. Four ninety nine. Remember that was everybody was like jumping for joy when Disney announced four ninety nine, but that was just a special introductory price to Disney members exactly. or whatever. This is the actual everybody price for Apple's four ninety nine. And then to top it off, they said, Oh yeah, and we're gonna release November first before Disney mm-hmm. Plus. <laughs> so They're smart, uh, man. Yeah, no, and that day I can say Apple stock rose yeah. and, and and Disney's and Netflix dropped. Yeah. So there you go. At least on the excitement of the buzz from that day yeah. that you know, that worked. They oh, both wow. rebounded the other day. This so. is really cool. Anyone who buys a new Apple device will re- 
receive a whole year of Apple TV Plus for free. Yeah. That is wild. Not a month, not three months, no, a whole year. year. That exactly. is crazy. It just shows that they're swimming in money. Now. Yep. Yeah. No, they're they're killing it. And we should say that if you want to stream all their shows, which, you know, they don't have a whole lot of new shows coming, but there's some good ones, some yeah. really good ones. You will be able to do that on all your Apple devices, yeah. the web and Samsung smart TVs when it first launches. Mm-hmm. And then they're apparently in the process of working out deals for Amazon Fire, LG, Roku, Sony, and Vizio. So at some point, you, if you, whatever smart TV you own, you'll be able to watch it on the smart TVs as well. Exactly. So. I mean, we were talking about this last week they are targeting a certain audience especially in they the are. older range we feel like so they needed to bring something better to the table and this price point that is better 4.99 is it i mean that's hard to beat that's but nothing <laughs> i i just feel like remember we uh, i guess what a couple weeks ago on the show we talked about that that poll that they had done about people were willing to keep at least three right st- I mean, two right. If you know Disney's gonna be seven ninety nine and Apple's only four ninety nine, that's two I'm keeping right there. Right. You know, and then you know Disney gets Hulu. Yeah. So now the battle's gonna come down to: Do you pay for Netflix or do you pay for Warner Media's HBO Max or maybe CBS's? You know, all access. Yeah. Or, you know, what's that third one you're gonna exactly. keep? Exactly. You know, so I think the people that are behind the pact are honestly netflix and cbs all access i I think so they're falling behind and which makes the move that the cbs viacom merger even more important because i think they knew that yeah which is why they were trying to bring star trek home Mm because star trek's been huge on cbs all access but only tv yeah but now they can bring film exactly and so yeah that's going to be and you can't tell me viacom and them aren't worried now that warner media just picked up abrams and he's going to be creating shit so yeah i don't I don't know, man. Whoever the third one is going to be, I don't know. My third one's DC Universe. Yeah, right. Like, which is a sort of and a roundabout kind of sort of way Warner Media. Yeah. But you know, that's that, that's that's my third. I'm keeping, but I'm just you. saying. I feel you. I feel you. Well, Viacom has become the front runner to buy the stake, the big stake in Miramax Films, while Lionsgate dropped out of the process. So. I mean, maybe they're trying to work in something. See, right there it there, is. See? They like need content. Yeah. They know they need content, so they brought back home Star Trek. Now they're trying to bring the Miramax library in. That's yeah. a lot of solid films. Exactly. I mean, uh, the Pulp Fiction, Shakespeare in Love, Goodwill Hunting. There's so many exactly. phenomenal films that douchebag Weinstein had. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. So, but he's no longer involved. That's exactly. clean as kind. You know. So the library's up for grabs, and I, I mean, exactly. Viacom. They need content. After watching uh, that documentary that they put out about him on Hulu, I went back on his IMDb uh, profile, and he was a part of that uh, Kevin Hart, Brian Cranston movie. Mm-hmm. He was an executive producer on that. I think uh, also on Serenity. Yep. So it's crazy. He's still at least putting money into film still. Yeah. Nowadays. Yeah. Like, and and it's going to be interesting because I, I think. I, I want to say that there's a clause in there somewhere that if he's convicted, he loses those credits. Right. So that's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out. Yeah. And then keeping with Viacom and Paramount, you know, uh, CBS, they, we just talked about content, content, content. Well, they're clearly seeing how well It Chapter 2 is doing and how yeah. well It did. Stephen King is on a roll. They're going to do uh, his newest book. Yeah, um, or, or not his newest book, but an a- adaptation of The Stand. Yeah. Um, they've announced Whoopi Goldberg is joining the cast. That's so crazy. Yep, yep. Because, I mean, when's the last time she was attached to it's, anything creative? Yeah. 
Besides it, the view, obviously. It, yeah, right. it's a... <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's opinionated, <laughs> not creative. Right. Um, yeah, it's been a while, but, I mean, they have a lot. Uh, Yovana Depo from When They See Us and The Leftovers, Owen Teague yeah. um, from It. Well, there you go, obviously. Brad William Hankey, Orange is the New Black, Daniel Sonata from Rescue Me. Um, yeah, and then James Marsden, Amber Heard, Odessa Young, Henry Zaga. That's mm. a huge cast. Yeah, seriously. That is a phenomenal cast, yeah. so... Um. Yeah. I, look, I'm a fan of CBS All Access. I'm a fan of Stephen King. Yeah. So I feel I feel like this is going to be pretty good. Agreed. Um, and again, it joins their other stuff. You know, the Good Fight, Twilight Zone, Star Trek Discovery, uh, all the stuff that they've previously announced. The new Star Trek Picard. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, they're doing everything they can clearly to try to get content because this war ain't ending. Yeah. You know, and, exactly. and they're, they're trying to stack up. Agreed. Agreed. Well, it is definitely a nice resurgent for Stephen King. It is. Because, like, all of his stuff is either being made into TV series. We know um, that one show that's on Hulu is based off of his project. Yep. And yep. then it, and now The Institute, which is his newest novel. Yeah, there you go. Was just yep. optioned for a limited TV series and it was released on the bookshelves all around the country. Uh, the Big Little Lies creator David E. Kelly, the Lost director Jack Bender are teaming up to develop this for Spyglass Entertainment. The yep. both will serve as executive producers with Kelly writing and Bender directing. Yeah, that's going to be phenomenal. Huge fan of David E. Kelly. I've always been a fan of his writing and his and his stuff. So, yeah, this is like, I mean, Stephen King is killing it. Exactly. I mean, he is exactly. absolutely killing it. Getting so, shown, shown it'll be interesting little, to see. Uh, Bank account resurgence. Yeah, right? And to announce the pickup on the same day that it hit the bookshelves is, yeah. is, is like awesome for him, exactly. which I'm sure encouraged sales that day on the book. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see who gets it. You know, we know Spyglass is going to make it, but then uh, it'll be, uh, we, we're talking about it, which of these big companies is going to pick it up. Exactly. So that'll be weird. I could see that going to Hulu as well since he already has that deal. Uh, yeah, one, so. yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you know. Now, this next one is pretty interesting because Netflix, we talk about they're looking for original content, but they're kind of, they really are straying away from the smaller production Mm -hmm, companies mm -hmm. and the indie stuff. So they're developing this drama called A Time Loss based on an original story by Millie Bobby Brown and her sister Paige Brown. And it will be produced by both of them through the PCMA Productions. And. Uh, Paige Brown and Robert Brown are going to be executive producing this thing. Now, no actors or cast has been attached to this thing yet, but uh, Anna Kalesin yep, is yep. attached to uh, the story which a long-standing feud between the two Long Island families comes to a head when one of the teenage daughters is diagnosed with cancer. I mean, I, I, I feel like... It's got to be a starring vehicle yeah. for Millie, right? I mean, I know she hasn't attached so. herself yet, but that sounds like something she'd be fucking epic and in. And I feel like it would only help it even more get more tat or more cast attached if she was a part of it. Absolutely. Anna Clausen, we should say, is one of the hottest writers right now in Hollywood. Yeah. And Millie apparently reached out to her personally nice. and asked her to write this. Yeah. So, and like she said, I saw a little quote somewhere, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was basically like when Millie Bobby Brown asked you to write yeah. something, you say yes. Of so um, that's awesome. Oh, I mean, yeah. and what I do like about this, though, is that it shows that 
because we've talked about this in the past, Netflix dumping hot shows or whatever. But they do appear, or at least this move appears to be, they're loyal to their people. Yeah. I mean, Millie Bobby Brown in Stranger Things has brought in a shit ton for Netflix. Yeah. And I feel like this is a nice move on Netflix's part to say, hey, we want to buy you up right. and, you know, and, and get this from you. So... We'll, well see. I'm I mean, excited. The same with uh, Dustin there. He's hosting that uh, prank series exactly. on Netflix. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, they are good to their people they have right now. I, I just still wish they would help the small or the little guy. I, I, I do too. I do too. And and we'll see how that plays out. I mean, because you know, money is money. And if you pay out all this money and they don't do well, yeah, then you could save yourself some money by going for unknowns. <laughs> I but agreed. Just saying. Agreed. Well, someone who is definitely not an unknown just signed a huge mega deal. Uh, overall streaming deal with Netflix. Patty yep. Jenkins, you know, a Wonder Woman director there, writer, director, producer, has signed a multi-year deal, deal overall at the streaming service to, to produce new television series, which is really awesome. Yeah, $10 million over three years, though. Yeah. I was shocked. That's a little low. Yeah. But, I mean, I wish I would get $10 million for three years, I'm not going to say. But, but uh, you read all these mega deals. You know, we were just talking about JJ, you know, 250 to $500 yeah. million and Greg Berlanti for $400 million yeah. and $10 million for three years. Yeah. is like, that's a bargain right well, there. I, I mean, she is just so happy about Arrested and Development coming back for the last season or two yeah, on yeah, Netflix. Yeah. So I think that's why... Like she would rather make more TV series for Netflix. Yeah, and look, I, I this is what I want people to, to listen to because we talked about this last week on the show, and I know this has been a hot topic for a bunch of people with what happened with the Crazy Rich Asians uh, writer and the yeah. equality and all this. Okay, for for you guys who don't know, Patty Jenkins, it wasn't just Wonder Woman. Okay, she made her directing and writing debut. With Monster. You remember that movie where Charlize Theron was all ugly and funky yeah. and like, like okay. She won the Academy Award for that, okay? Mm-hmm. And then she followed up with Wonder Woman. And she had these other shows like Arrested Development and Entourage and all that. See, that's what we were talking about last week with a woman who had proven herself exactly. to get to the point where she deserves the money that she's getting. Exactly. And even then I said I thought $10 million's a little under for what she deserves. Exactly. This is what I'm talking about with equality. This is a woman who's got an Oscar on her first feature film. She had the previous television writing skills before she did the feature films. Had a huge blockbuster with Wonder That's the woman you pay a shit ton of money exactly because she's earned it you don't just pay somebody because they happen to have this yeah i mean that that's all i want to say congratulations <laughs> to patty jenkins i think she's one of the best directors in hollywood right now Definitely. male or female and I, I think she's killing it i think this is a smart move by netflix and i i, I hope we see um gail Gadot on Netflix somewhere. You know, you know, definitely, well, right? definitely, especially since she's about to be in that one movie with, with uh, uh, The, the Rock. Rock, right? Yeah. yeah, so we'll see. Exactly, exactly. Well, 911 Lone Star, Liv Tyler has oh. been cast to lead opposite Rye Lowe and uh, Rob Lowe and Fox's 911 yeah, spinoff. I, I gotta tell you, now, I mean, I wasn't aware that. 911 was that huge a hit on Same, Fox to get a spin-off. Uh, to get a spin-off. Like, they're they're trying to build this as the next Law and Order type universe, yeah. like you know. And I'm like, I've caught a couple episodes, and I mean, the two episodes that I watched were good. Yeah, you know, I was like, okay, and I love Peter Krasa, and yeah. you know, and and I loved Connie Britton, who by the way has been replaced with uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt or whatever. Yeah. If you're following along, Angela Bassett, obviously. But I just don't ever remember it slamming out like this, you know, Fox billing it as this massive, huge hit that they're going to. So a spin 
spinoff. I was like, yeah. what? It's kind of confusing, honestly. But Liv Tyler and Rob Lowe, yeah. I mean, that's pretty badass cast. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I, I like both of them. Yeah. It's going to be set, obviously, if you can't figure it out, 911 Lone Star. It's going to be set in Texas. Exactly. Uh, right. So Exactly. Tyler will play the chief paramedic, uh, Michelle Blake, who is described as brilliant weary and the one who can match with the wits of lowe's character owen in any situation oh yeah. and so that's interesting because yeah. lowe i guess is playing like a fireman that had to relocate to yeah. austin with his son yeah so uh this will be interesting i mean yeah i mean see how it goes i guess I, I, mean. I, I guess now this next one i'm really excited about because i'm old enough to be a fan of coach yeah and J-Lo, a huge fan of parenthood, and myself, a huge fan of, uh, fan of parenthood. So, but Coach, Craig G. Nelson is coming back. He's going to be set up for a recurring role on Young Sheldon, and he's going to be playing, wait for it, a coach. Okay. Not that coach, but a coach, which you know is going to be based on. It's going to be impossible for them not to base I it on know, Hayden right? Fox. Yeah. Come on. I mean, it's going to be great. He's going to be playing um, – Nelson, uh, Dale Baylard, well, that's who he's going to be playing. And basically he's a Little League baseball coach who butts head with um, Sheldon's dad yeah. about Missy uh, wanting to join the team. Mm -hmm. So that's why even more so why I think this is going to be coach because yeah. I feel like coach would not be okay with a woman wanting to join right. the football team. Yeah. So this character clearly is like, yeah, a little girl shouldn't play, you know. Yeah. So it's going to be, you know, I just, and I love Craig T. Nelson. Definitely. I mean, he's so phenomenal and anything to get him back yeah. on TV is going to be brilliant. Yeah, he's a great actor and I'm probably the only thing I liked out of Booksmart, honestly. Remember that movie? <laughs> like, that shit was... Oh, 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 with the old ladies? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, what was that? Book Club, right? Book Club, yeah. Book Club, yeah. Book smart. No, no, that's um, what's her face? Uh, uh, Olivia. Uh, yeah, yeah, wild. Yeah. Olivia Wilde's thing. But yes, yeah, so with, with the boner. On yeah, that, that was wild. Was, with Mary Steen Virgin, that shit was hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. He's just he's great though in everything he does. Exactly. You're, I mean, you're right. Exactly. Speaking of, are you excited about this one? I really am. I, it's I, crazy. It's been going on this freaking long. Right. Honestly, South Park, the Comedy Central. And creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone have reached a deal for three additional seasons of the hit animated show South Park. And this is keeping it on the air through 2022. Yeah. Damn. And that's like, what, 28 years? Something like, like I mean, that. it's been like on forever. It's like right behind The Simpsons, yeah. honestly. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. It's super duper crazy, and it's the highest rated cable comedy in prime time for six consecutive years. Which would make sense to resign it for exactly. another, you know, I mean, if you're killing it, you're killing it, exactly. you know? What I like, always have liked about South Park, though, is they've never been scared to confront no, issues. Anything. You know, they, it is a very controversial show. Yeah. <laughs> um, they attack all kinds of stuff and and they're not shy about doing no. it and i think that and they stay so relevant with like they do topics in the day in the week that it gets aired it's super crazy how like on top of things they are absolutely yeah absolutely so, well i mean I, I just i don't know i mean it, it's a smart move by comedy central and, and i mean i feel like that's what brian boitano would do Man, you so, know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I fucking love that movie, by the way. Talk oh, about yeah. relevant at the time with Saddam exactly. Hussein. And it was so controversial, but geez, it was the funniest shit I had ever seen. It was oh, so, yeah. good. so good. So good. This show, yeah, just congrats, guys. That That's good stuff. Keep it going, you Canadians. Right? Like, seriously. <laughs> seriously. 
Well, it looks like YouTube and the NFL is uh, working on a little deal there. Yeah. The NFL has tapped YouTube as an exclusive distributor for its latest media project, a docu-series highlighting pivotal game moments of players and coaches both on the field and off the field. Yeah, this is interesting. A 22-episode has been given. Uh, It's going to air weekly. It started this past Wednesday, uh, and it's streaming exclusively and for free Mm. on the NFL's YouTube channel. And it said this is going to show stuff from... um, you know, uh, on the field, off the field. Uh, uh, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Look, NFL Films, that's, by the way, who's who's doing this, producing it and everything. Um, that's popular, man. Steve exactly. Sable and NFL Films have been around forever. Exactly. And, I mean, that those kind of people love that shit. Exactly. And to get a real feel of, like, what's going on on game day. and mm-hmm. what, I mean, I, I don't know. I think this is going to be popular. And the, the idea that you can watch it for free. Exactly. I mean, that's always good. Even more so. Um, I mean, I, I liken it to um, Sports Center's 30 for 30. Yeah. I mean, people yeah. love that shit. They really do, man. And, I mean, there's so much going on nowadays in the NFL mm-hmm. to be able to get a behind-the-scenes look about what's really going on in the locker room and what's really going on. I mean, look how many people like watch those videos of mic'd up when they've exactly. when they're mic'd up during games it's and you get to hilarious. go back. And, yeah. yeah. So I just think this is going to be huge for them. Smart move by YouTube and the NFL. Agreed. Agreed. Now, not such a smart move for mm. uh, Sony over mm. there. Sony Pictures chairman and CEO Tony blah, 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 <laughs> uh, says that they're collaboration with disney uh concerning spider-man for the mcu the door is closed for the moment for the moment for the moment that's a very that's like that's like a very legal-esque term right for the moment meaning we're gonna lead you on to think this when we really mean this kind of a thing we've talked about this he said there's no ill will with disney he's also said that um they're currently working on five or six series television series in the or no film series in the current spidey franchise yeah meaning they at least one more is going to continue the storyline that they were working on with marvel which right. is really interesting yeah. to me um and then they also have a ton of other television series that they're, that they're working with yeah. which is also very cute because disney just announced that a bunch of spider-man cartoons are going to be on disney plus right. like spider-man and his amazing friends and all exactly. the old spider-man stuff and so that's going to be interesting yeah. to see how that competes but there was another rumor that i saw this week that says this is all smoke and mirrors yeah and that it's all bullshit mm-hmm. there's a source that broke avengers endgame mm-hmm. This guy also broke the news that Spidey would be coming into the MCU. Yeah. Uh, so this guy has track record of being pretty accurate. Yeah. He says it's all smoke and mirrors and bullshit and that negotiations are still going on and that a deal will likely be done to, to make keep him in the MCU. So that just goes back to what we've been talking about for the last two or three weeks. I think Sony just doesn't want to share with Disney a Spider-Man Venom film. Yeah. And so they're going to play games to make that happen and then say, okay, but you can still have him. Yeah, exactly. After the Venom Spider-Man film has been made. Exactly. That, that's really what I think this boils down to. Yeah. They, they knew they couldn't get this Spider-Man in a, in a Venom film yeah. without breaking the deal. So they're going to break the deal, yeah. if you will, make that movie, and then the deal will come back. Well, my thing is I hope uh, Tom Holland there is – 
on the inside of those negotiations and I hope see so how all that's going because he's only attached for one more film, right? Yeah, so, one more with an option on a fourth exactly. one. But, I mean, so, we all know how that option yeah, on goes. So If he's not, like maybe he's a little weary to sign another contract. So yeah, and that's he what did, I'm saying. You're, you're right, and he did just announce another collaboration with his Marvel family. Mm-hmm. So um, that and, and I think he's getting around this. I think he's going to appear in the What If series and they get around that because it's animated and not filmed. So his Spider-Man can still appear in the MCU, at least on the animated side, which is, yeah. And look, he loves his Marvel family. He says it time and time and time and time again. So you're right. I hope he's on the inside. I hope he's paying attention. I hope he's a part of all that. And I really do hope this is just a big publicity thing. Yeah. I I hope this guy is right because I'm okay with if you want to take a little break and have him do a Venom movie, great, and then bring him back. But, you know. Because, I mean, Spider-Man wasn't a part of Phase 4 anyway, so. Yeah, right. I mean, it's at least a couple years before we were going to see a next Spider-Man movie. So there's plenty of time for having him pop up in Venom and then come back. I mean. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Do right by the fans, goddamn. Oh That's my what I'm goodness. Saying. Oh, this next one's pretty exciting. HBO announced that John C. Riley, you know, that guy who's very, very eclectic. He's a comedy from Step Brothers and he can just go everywhere. Uh what's that one that just came out with him and the other guy? Uh, they're like comedians in like the early. Oh yes, yeah, Stan and Ollie. Yeah, yeah. That looked so good. It's I still haven't so seen good. That. I haven't seen that either, and I want to because it's it's far more hardcore drama yeah. than what we're used to seeing John C. Riley in. So like he's such a brilliant actor. I think but, so. Which um, this I think is going to be more drama, I obviously. Think so because so. the fucking. The 80s Showtime Lakers were crazy. But um, he is attached... Team! Yeah, exactly. He is attached to play the role of the former Lakers owner, Jerry Buss, who he's actually replacing Michael Shannon, who exited the project over creative differences. So... I, I'm excited for it. Honestly, I would rather see John C. Riley. Yeah, well, be well, and on, I mean, it's it's interesting. I wonder what the creative differences right. is because, I mean, you know, Jerry Bust was a controversial figure, exactly, all the way up until, and even now, his daughter running it, she's controversial controversial yeah. and the whole phil jackson thing and the whole the like i mean there's always been some shit going on ever since jerry buss has had the team yeah. um so i don't you know if i don't know what the creative differences were with michael shannon but i feel like if it had something to do with he didn't like the way jerry buss was being portrayed, portrayed yeah. then i feel like well but that's who Jerry Buss is. Exactly. So, and like you said, John C. Riley's phenomenal actor. Exactly. And I, th- I think, it, and this series, I think, is going to be fantastic. I, I love. It'll be interesting to see what they choose, whether it be a streaming service or HBO, like on demand. Yeah. So. Yeah. It is going to be. Look, I'm just excited though. Who are you going to cast as Pat Riley? Yeah. Who's going to be Magic Johnson? Who's going to be James Worthy? I'm just excited because that was my team, man. Right. Showtime. You know that 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 was, and they were kind of like phasing out as the '90s Bulls were coming. Right. Me and my little brother would be like, I'm like, Lakers, Bulls, Lakers, Bulls. And I'm like, you know, it was an interesting to kind of yeah. see the downside of Magic and the guys and the upside of Jordan in that little time yeah. that they played against each other. Just phenomenal, yeah. which I'm sure we'll see in the series. Yeah. I would hope, I, I would mean, think so. And, and I mean, of course, Magic with AIDS. AIDS like. and all. It's just so much in the 80s going on with that whole, t- yeah, I'm excited about it, man. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Seriously, seriously. Uh, that's set to begin production in September, so hopefully we will see that like beginning of the new year. Yeah, yeah, sounds Probably. about right. Yeah. 
Uh, HBO has also announced some other amazing projects that got renewed. The comedy series The Righteous Gemstones yes. is renewed for a season two. This one has just been blowing up, man. It blowing has my been. Twitter feed. It has been. It launched in August to huge ratings. I yeah. mean, it, it, apparently it's been just a juggernaut for HBO, yeah. which makes I mean, the cast is phenomenal. The story is something that, that's relevant nowadays, you exactly. know, with, with, with televangelists and, and everything going on in society. I, I think it just works, yeah. you know. And McBride's hilarious. Yeah, yeah I mean, come seriously. on. Like, I just, yeah, I'm yeah. excited. Any secret? I mean, I, I think we all kind of, you know, we talked about it, and it, it with James Dumont. If you guys don't know, we're really excited about it. But I mean, it seemed like it was an obvious pickup. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, so agreed, agreed. Well, this week James Dumont talks a little bit about the Righteous Gemstones, and man, he just loves this. He's actually in it with his son, son as right? well. Yeah. So. I can't wait to talk to that about with him. And, I mean, he's just got so much other stuff going on in life, his career, just so much. So let's give him a call. Let's get this thing started. Yes. It's James. Hey, James Dumont. Welcome back inside the Crazy Ant Farm, buddy. What's happening, buddy? Yeah, you know. Same old, same old, man. We're kicking it. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, you've been pretty busy since the last time you were in here, huh? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, you know, I go through little phases here. I, I, I call them, I'm on a run, as they say. I'm on a run. <laughs> yeah, you are. Well, you're speaking to Dustin and Logan today. What's up, guys? What's up? Man, yeah, we're really excited to have you back on, man, because we've been waiting for, for, for the project that we want to talk about for a long time. When it was announced, we were excited about it, and, and we're excited yeah. to have you on talking about it. So we're going to just jump right into it. Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, man. That okay dropped uh, on the 18th. We're, we're, we're killing it for Christ, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, killing it for Christ. That that's a man, a phenomenal cast. John Goodman, Danny McBride, yourself. Um, look, I love the premise. Uh, I've been watching it. It's fantastic. It's getting huge reviews. It's doing really well. Let, let's talk about it a little bit. How'd you get involved in it? How'd that all come about, man? Well, the cool thing is, is I've been a fan of Danny McBride's. Uh, I told him when I was on set, I was like, dude, from the first episode, Kenny Powers, that he's down and down. You Definitely. Know, I to work with you. And then I tried to get on a couple episodes, and I, they picked another guy, and I tried to get on Vice Principals, and then my friend Brian Howell got that other role, and I'm like, fucking, I want to work with Danny McBride. This is nuts. <laughs> All of a sudden, this role comes up, my agent sends it to me. And they're like, it's like one of Danny's buddies. And I'm like, oh, I don't, uh, I'll just, I'll, I'll read the phone book for Danny McBride. I'm good. I'm like, I'm a fan. <laughs> Definitely. So I auditioned, and then I didn't hear anything for a good while, and then they had me audition for the Scotty role that, like, you, you watched last night's episode, of like, hey, there, Connie Cole, you know, the guy in the devil mask. So, right, right. So I laid down some crazy shit, and I was like, oh, maybe Chad... Maybe it's his buddy Chad that's trying to embezzle money from him. That's what I thought plot-wise. Mm -hmm. So I played it as if I was Chad, his buddy, who was trying to embezzle money from him. Interesting. And man, the minute I did that, I got like a call the next day. They're like, uh, they're checking your bail. <laughs> they want to check your bail. And I was like, okay. But for like checking your bail for like three months. And I go, well, oh, what? Well, I'm going to get and I was like, oh, well, yes, I'm 100% available for <laughs> three months, absolutely. Fantastic. And then a couple of days later, my son, Kelton, is 15 now, but he was 14 then. They said there's, they want that my agent, we have the local same agent, 
um, they said they want him to audition for the role of Pontius, which is Danny's, Jesse's middle son. Right. And I was like, okay. So we laid down an audition for him. I didn't know anything about where I, I just knew that they wanted, I was on a bail. So I just didn't know anything yet. Mm-hmm. And so we laid down an audition for him and I came up with some brilliant clothes in this other scene that ended up getting cut. But, but Danny loved it. And then next thing you know, they're like, okay, James, you're booked. And we're going to figure out how many episodes you're going to do. They don't know the writing as they go along. But they definitely, definitely the pilot. We're just going to do the pilot for sure. And I'm like, okay. And then they want to meet Kelton. So all of a sudden we flew down to Charleston, which is where we shoot. And Danny's moved and relocated his life there. So we, we met with Danny. He went in and met with Danny. And then I came, I came in and he's like, oh man, I love you guys. I can't believe it. He, they didn't know he was my son. They're like, man, I got two Dumont's on my show, man. I'm lucky. <laughs> and then he said that again later on after he worked. So we shot the pilot. And then um, then the show got picked up. And so then they called and said, here's what's happening. And they need Kelton and they need you. And I'm like, all right, we'll figure it out with school. But uh, we did it. And he ended up doing uh, eight out of nine episodes. I ended up doing seven out of nine. Because uh, episode two, I'm in a coma. Spoiler alert. And then uh, <laughs> episode five is a flashback episode, so no one's in that. Nice, nice. Yeah, well, good stuff. Yeah, man, that that's that's amazing. And I mean, Chad, he's like he's like the right hand guy. I mean, he, he's kind of an important role. As he said in last last episode, he's like, look, if I asked Chad to go in there, no one would have like I will do. As I said, I said to Danny, I said, man, I'll, I'll kill for Christ. Right? <laughs> whatever, whatever you want, whatever you want, Danny. So like he knows that I'm I'm his right hand man and I go through fire and I you know I take I take the shotgun I take the shotgun blast I mean I you know I do whatever I can take the other dudes are a little passive and, and they got their own issues but I mean he knows that Chad will do whatever. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, I could not be more happy for you, man. I mean, it sounds it sounds Thanks, like bro. an a- an absolute blast. You get to work with somebody you've wanted to work with for a long time, and you get to work with your son. Yeah. How how amazing is that, man? I know, it's just like, that's just like, like, I just can't believe it. Yeah, now, this is uh, the second time you've actually worked with him, right? Yeah, we end up, we did, uh, we did Mosaic for Soderbergh for HBO. Yeah, so, and my daughter, too, the three of us. My daughter is 18 in college, uh, studying theater uh, at Ithaca, and then my son is 15, he's at Jesuit High School here in New Orleans. We live in New Orleans. Awesome. Yeah, all three of us, we're in Mosaic together with Soderbergh directing and behind the camera. And we, we actually knew him from other, like he went to high school with my sister-in-law. So it was just, there was just the four of us on the boat. It was kind of wild. So oh my gosh, man. Kelton and I are in the same scenes, but we don't really act opposite each other. Mm-hmm. Right. A couple times we're in scenes together. So. Right. That's just fantastic. And sometimes and, I'm shooting and he's not shooting and vice versa. So sometimes they keep us over and, you know, like it worked out pretty well. It was a little, little, you know, I think my son said he was on 28 flights back and forth. So that was a little much. Woo. Oh wow, that's crazy. Three, three month period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so that that has to lead to this question then. What did you think, Dad, when both the kids started to follow in the footsteps and said that they wanted to pursue this? I thought it was great. You know, my daughter. I knew my daughter's. She's an amazing actress, like natural. She's more natural than me. She's a but she also can direct, and she also did some playwriting for the first time. So she's kind of like a triple threat. Her thing is creating devised theater, taking a piece of 
literature, like she did, she did dramaturgy and created the sense and sensibility and turned that into a theater piece. Mm -hmm. And then you take like a kind of a news story, like the Sinn Fein, and turn that into a you know provocative. Theater. Like she's just, she's got this amazing kind of just creative soul and and a mission and a voice. And that's you couldn't ask that. And, and, you know, no matter what your child ends up doing, a purpose and a mission and a voice is, like, amazing. Absolutely. And when my son, you know, his thing, he was, he was struggling a lot with reading comprehension. And we just noticed that when he was reading things aloud, he was much better at comprehension. Mm -hmm. so I'm much better at, <clears throat> at, um, at, when he read things aloud, he could actually comprehend better. And then he ended up doing, like, being the, uh, the Grinch and how the Grinch stole Christmas and his focus and concentration kind of like increased massively from that experience. Mm -hmm. So we were like, Oh, this is going to be, you know, him just public speaking and stuff. It's not necessarily to be an actor. It's just to be able to just have more confidence in reading and focus and concentration. Absolutely. Later on, later on we realized he had ADHD and it was just like, you know, we, but, that was the original impetus for it. And then now he kind of turned to me, he's like, dude, I love this. I want to do this. I want to take this more, and I need to study more and take this more seriously. And I was like, good. I'm good. Man. It's fine. Oh, I man. That, that. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's And it's good to hear stories like that because, exactly. you know, people talk about the importance of the arts. And honestly, I mean, when you hear a story like that and somebody who's struggling and have, and you and you can hear how, how something like that can turn it around and, and, and make it oh, yeah. better for them. I mean, it's absolutely, you know, it, it's disturbing every time you hear no, they want he to cut he the was arts. Suffering. He was a focus and concentration and, and getting angry and like short temper. I mean, like, he was having a very, very difficult time. And mm -hmm. the fact that he wasn't comprehending things like everybody else in his class just exacerbated it. Absolutely. When we, when we found a way in which that, oh, you're an auditory learner, oh, you need to have things, you need to read things aloud or audio books rather than reading the book, mm -hmm. like that helps you. Then once we identified that, then it just kind of, you know, kind of dominoed in the most positive way from there. And now it's like, you know, when he interviewed for one of these, I, I got into an amazing school here, and the headmaster interviewed him. He's like, I have never spoken to a 12-year-old boy that is so incredibly articulate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and awesome. yeah, for anybody, speak, yeah, for anybody who doesn't again, know. You know, yeah, like he's 12, but I feel like I'm talking to an adult. And I'm like, I think that's an important skill to have in life. Absolutely. You know, whether he ever, and that's why I said whether he ever decided he was going to be an actor or not, it didn't kind of matter, you know. Mm. Yeah, and Jesuit, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, it's outstanding school, outstanding program. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's... I mean, 70-year-old Jesuit schools. You know? yep, yep. These guys, it is, I, I call it academically aggressive. It's, it's serious. It, it really is. Well, kudos. Uh, we, I mean, we've always known you're a talented actor and a yeah. great guy, but you're clearly a great dad. And uh, <laughs> good, good to hear everybody doing well. And uh, uh, look, I think you guys are going to be busy because I'm pretty confident this is going to get a second season. Yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. pretty, pretty sure. But you got other stuff going on too. Yeah. Yeah, you're getting ready. What? What? You're wrapping up. It's post production on a uh, Mark Wahlberg film for Netflix, right? Yeah, it's a, a movie called Wonderland that uh, they're revamping the Spencer for Hire series and doing that. Looks if it goes well, we'll end up doing three of them. Uh, it's Peter Berg directing and again. It's my third time with Peter uh, and Mark, and uh, we have 
Winston Duke in there playing Hawk and, and, and Mark Wahlberg playing the Spencer character. Right. Um, these are from the Robert Parker books. These are like best-selling, you know, New York Times best-selling crime novels. And um, and we have Post Malone in his first feature. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they were talking about putting it out this fall, but I think with Irishmen, their focus is that and then perhaps push us to the first of the year. I don't know yet. I know that we just did a reshoot up in Boston um, to kind of go the audience really, really, I'm happy to say, that they wanted to see more of my character. I'm like, this is great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, uh, they did test screenings, and one of the first comments was like, we need more of that guy. Where's that guy? Where's the new one of that guy? <laughs> so uh, that was a pretty good thing. And then um, and then I just finished doing a reshoot of a movie called The Banker, which uh, is Apple is picked up as the first theatrical film that they're going to release. Oh, oh sweet! Nice. So November, December, Apple wants to take the take on. I don't know; they may want to take on the Oscars, but this movie's probably the one to do it. Uh, Anthony Mackie starring along with Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. It's a true story of two African Americans who uh, end up owning two banks in Texas in the fifties. And once the feds got a hold of that, they were like, "No, no, no, no." Yeah, right. African Americans yep. cannot have the same economic opportunities as everybody else. Yep. We can't allow that to happen. Yeah, that's, that's the story, bro. That's a, that's a huge, powerful uh, message and story directed, uh, written by, co-written by George Malfi, mm-hmm. who uh, directed and wrote the uh, Adjustment Bureau with Matt Damon. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's going to be another guy that I'm in, you know, like now Peter Berg and I three times, George and I will be working together for a while. Mm-hmm. Fantastic! And, and uh, it's it's beautifully directed, beautifully written, shot gorgeously, and uh, you know Apple series. Apple waited to, for the right project, and I think this was. I, I would agree. I, I mean, the the story the story is a good one. The story is a really good one for anybody who's not familiar with it. I would say go out, Google it, and look it up because it's a great true story. And I think you're right. Yeah. I think the, I think the material is going to make for an excellent film. Uh, wise choice. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought up the fact that Wonderland was a uh, uh, Spencer for Hire, uh, a remake of the Spencer yeah. for Hire, because I was a huge fan of the Robert Urich series. Yeah. Um. Th- yeah, it, thought true to Spencer the way he is. I mean, it, it, uh, I, I watched I watched the first cut of it, uh, one of the cuts of it when we were in Boston, and uh, and Mark is fantastic. Yep. He has he catches that whole kind of toiling with doing the right thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like even if it's just, just taking his own kind of life. You know? Right. And 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 Mark just nails that. Yeah. Mark just nails that essence of Spencer. Like ah, I don't want to get pulled in. I don't want to get pulled in. Mm-hmm. Like that what ends up happening love it yeah yeah we had a previous guest on the show who also worked with mark and his work ethic is crazy we hear oh yeah that will his his focus and concentration is is stingingly intimidating i'll tell you that yeah i've worked with him three times now but this last time i was just like wow yeah there's no extraneous anything we hear that a lot yeah we hear that a lot about mark Wahlberg. wow i mean i I mean it's an impressive guy no doubt but you're you're an impressive guy dude you clearly are on a run so i mean that this is this is fantastic for you always i always like to hear people who are living the dream you can hear how excited and passionate you are about the projects just talking to you which i which i love i I absolutely love how's the uh, how's the school going uh you're still doing the teaching yeah, I've been doing. I did my on-camera workout. Actually, I did a gig in in Savannah, and on my off day, I, I extended my trip in order to a friend of mine at the studio there, a wonderful actor named William Mark McCullough, and so he allowed me to kind of 
work in his studio with a few of his students. So yeah, I still do the workout here and there. I'm gonna do. I'm going to Los Angeles tonight. I'm gonna do my workout tomorrow night for some uh, some people there. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep. For me, it's like I like to keep my skills sharp, and so uh, I also you know learn so much from other people. Um, from the you know doing it with other you know teaching other people so I it's a way in which that I kind of it's almost like doing theater it's like doing, it's, for me it's like high theater mm-hmm. it's the ability to be kind of in the moment and kind of create stuff with the people that I'm working with who are you know working on auditions and stuff so it's a, it's a great thing. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and and I think it's the perfect point. I mean, it is a skill, it is a craft, and the more you do it, the more you the more sharp you get, the better you get. Exactly. Correct. So, uh, yeah, absolutely love that. And, you know, you, there's a quote that you have, and, and, and I really like it. And maybe we could talk about this because it stuck out uh, with me for the first time you were on the show. And it just it, it stays with me, and, and I really liked it. It was something to the end. I'm, par- I'm paraphrasing here, so, so bear with me. But it's something to the effect of it's not who you know, it's who knows you. And I, I oh, that one sticks out to me so much. Talk about that philosophy a little bit again, because we still have a lot of listeners who are trying to break into the industry that I think that's important to know. Extremely. Yeah, for me, uh, this whole adage and idea, especially in this time period where everybody is so uh, heavily into fame and trying to get somewhere and, you know, at, at, you know with whoever and whatever the costs are. You know, and, and they go, oh, if I hang with this person, it's going to get me this. And it's like, no, it's not. It, it is, it, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. And what do they know you for? Do they know you as somebody who's hardworking? Do they know you as somebody who's dedicated? I mean, people know me now if they, if they even recognize me, and sometimes they don't, and I'm absolutely fine with that, mm-hmm. um, is that um, I, I liken what I do now to being a closer in baseball. Oh, that's because, good. You know, I just finished doing this this, this gig, and... You know, there's explosions involved, and it's all all done with one. You know, they're using a steady cam, and it just takes hours to kind of set it up and acquire certain things. And it's like, then it comes my time where I have to really kind of come and do it. Right. You know I mean, it's just got to be. It's just got to be done. And so, uh, so, what are they know me for? Is somebody who's going to come in and close? You know, who's going to deliver? And why I woke up cheating once, you know, three times now is because. They they know when they're expecting me to come in and do my best work, you know. Absolutely. And, and knock it out, and, and they're not waiting around for many takes to do it. That's what I think. I'm kind of you know where where things kind of happen. So I feel what do they know me for? Somebody who's going to you know are you the girlfriend or the friend of somebody who went out with someone, who, or they know you as the buddy who hangs around and waiting for a job, or do they know you as a solid, serious, you know, solid, serious actor who? you know, uh, who delivers. Right. That, that, that's all I want to be known for. You know, that and being a great dad. But it. Well, I think you're doing a good job, man. I think you're doing a re- There's a reason you're in, in all these big projects exactly. because you have proven yourself. And clearly, like I said, for anybody, I hope everybody that listens to this hears the story about your son because I, 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 like you, I think the most important job you can have is a parent, and you're obviously doing a phenomenal job there as well. 
I, I would agree with you, and there's, there's days that I, you know, that, that comes into question. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly <laughs> from I, them, I'm right? Going, I'm going process, my man. Yeah, I, I hear you, but I'm doing my best here. Oh uh, man, look, we we just love having you on the show yeah, every time. Yeah, your enthusiasm for the craft, the the passion that you have for what you do. I, I just, I we cannot thank you enough for always coming on and talking to us. Uh, you know, Absolutely. you're you're an inspiration to everybody that listens to the show, man. You inspire us with what you've been thank able you. to do and what you pull off, and we we just we continued success, my friend, and and we hope to have you, you on a bunch more times and and I, I'm I'm pulling for a second season for Righteous Gemstones and, and yeah, I got a feeling we're gonna be all right. I think I think so. I think so, man. <laughs> well, listen, dude. Open so, invite. Might be good for for two and even three. Who knows? Absolutely, exactly. Absolutely. It's, it's still a little early in the process though, because you know there are other shows, and but I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I'm I'm feeling I yeah awesome, yeah. You know? I, I think so. I think I think you're doing. I think your run's gonna continue for a while. Definitely. Yep, I certainly hope so. Oh, dude, yeah. So. Well, listen, man. Uh, open invite as always. Anytime you have anything you want to talk about, dude. Just you know, if it's your classes that you're doing, or if you got projects and mm-hmm. stuff to come on, dude. We love it, man. We, uh, shit, you just want to come on and join us for a top five, or just to shoot the shit. You know, you're more. Just give a call, bro. You, we'll bring you on. I will do. I will do just that. Thank you very much, man. Oh, no problem, buddy. And, uh, keep watching, bro, and then you let, and let people know, man. Just get that word out, man. I, I think. Everybody needs to see the show. I, oh, I think it's just phenomenal. you know us, dude. We're yeah. social social media maniacs. We're gonna put it everywhere. <laughs> everybody will know about the show, and everybody will know you're on it. We promise. Thank you, man. I appreciate that very much. Yep. All right, now take care, and we'll be All in right, touch man. soon. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. You too, man. Bye bye. Man, just every time, just so inspirational, and like just being a reliable person on set. Honestly, exactly. But you know, the the again, and the reason I brought that back up is because it just it sticks out to me. If you're an actor, mm-hmm. act exactly. What are you known for? Are you known for that guy who sits around and hangs out with other people, exactly. and, or are you that guy that they know is out there acting all the time exactly. and can deliver when you're needed to deliver? Exactly. And and that it stuck out with me with the first interview. Exactly. It sticks out with me now, and for all of our listeners out there who are trying to get into the industry, that's the way to get it exactly. done. Exactly. That is exactly. the way to get it if done. If you would rather be acting, just get on set. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. Thank you again, Dumont, for coming on the show. All right, now it is time for our top five, and this week, oh, it's pretty interesting. It goes into our creative side of things, because you know, we are also a film and television production company. Oh man, we love every aspect of the entertainment business. And this week it is top five cities you would want to shoot a film. Oh man, there's a lot of places. So many places. I know, it was really hard to just narrow it down to five, but we gotta do what we gotta do. Gotta do it. Oh man, so number five right now, I got London, England. That would just be a fucking great place. It Honestly, would be. I would want to be on a double-decker bus, like, <laughs> somewhere, somehow, while it's moving. That would be so fucking fun. And yeah. maybe, like, on the side, running on the side, doing some action shit. Absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. I'm just thinking about some crazy stuff. Um, Indianapolis, Indiana, that is where I'm originally from, and it's just a beautiful mecca that I feel like people don't give credit to where credit is due sometimes so i feel like downtown especially uh with lico or lucas oil stadium that would be a beautiful place um number three i got new york city because i'm on my photography side of things i love 
the street culture and big buildings and just everything about New York City is orgasmic to me. <laughs> it's just so delicious. Uh, it's so, delicious. It's delicious. And then I'm going a little foreign here. I would love to go to Madrid, Spain. Really? That's and interesting. shoot something there. Or like uh, Italy, Venice, Italy. Sure. There. And then speaking of a Venice, Venice, California, man. It's just, that is one of those places where it's grimy, it's dirty, but it is beautiful. And it's just got that street surfer, skater culture, which is just amazing to yeah. me so those are my five places now what do you got well okay number five new orleans oh, yeah. i mean just everything about louisiana i, I just i love louis because if you've never been there and and i say new orleans but i really mean new orleans and the surrounding area um everywhere around new orleans yeah. it, it's it really is like you can dummy anything there for yeah. any location yeah, the, like the culture yeah. oh yeah and and the, i mean you can go from big city to farm to you know buy you to where, where it's just everything is available in, in that area in that city and it's just the, the culture there and the arts and it's just a phenomenal area to shoot plus visually like yeah. you said it, it's it's just stunning yeah um to, to shoot there uh santa fe new mexico yes a beautiful again another location that's absolutely epic uh if you're looking for a cityscape or if you're looking for deserts or ranches or mountainscapes or it's just it's beautiful we had the the, the pleasure of scouting out there uh, a couple of years ago and it, it's just absolutely beautiful they've got great facilities production facilities okay. i think it would be fun too and then me i i I like small, hidden, little gems. Yeah. And so there's a couple on my list. Montrose, California is just like this little, epic, small, hidden, downtown little area. You know, it's like you stepping straight back into the 50s or whatever, just right outside L.A. Yeah. You wouldn't even think that L.A.'s anywhere close exactly. to it like when you're on the street. Away. Yeah. But there it is. You can see the Hollywood Mountains, and you can see it. It's just in the L.A. skyscrapers, but... In the middle is this little town. I just think it would be beautiful to yeah. shoot in. I like those type things. Same thing with Davidson, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Like this whole feel with the, the family little neighborhoods and the parks and like they have this town green and then they've got this street it's they always have this street just mm -hmm. like Montrose where you you drive they got an old fountain soda fountain right. shop and like it's just like you step right back in time and I've always kind of wanted to do a period piece like that maybe a romantic comedy kind of like in that era yeah so that'd be really cool and then Vancouver yeah I, I, I too I got a little foreign bug too uh, I've heard nothing but phenomenal stuff about Vancouver Seriously. and the community there and the location and and I mean just yeah I, I want to shoot something there be it in the mountains or on the water right. or in the city it just seems like every location they ever shoot at in anything you're like damn that's beautiful or yeah, damn seriously. that's epic so that, that that's my five I think they'd be pretty fun agreed I mean all those Hallmark movies that come out of Vancouver I mean seriously or, or like yeah yeah and look at all of the shows like Arrow and Supernatural and like I don't Riverdale, think a lot yeah. Riverdale suits I don't think a lot of people realize all the shit that is supposed in all these other cities is actually in Vancouver. Exactly. So, I mean, it's like, it's amazing. It really is. It really is. Well, now it is time to head over to the box office recap. Oh, man. I called it. I called it. I didn't think it was breaking did. 100, no. and it did not. It, Chapter 2, it came in at number 1 this week with $91 million. I predicted 85 to 95. Now, we both saw this film. Yeah. It dragged a little bit. 
towards the end. I felt like it dragged. The yeah. first one is definitely better. Yep. But, I mean, I felt like they did the best they could because, I mean, you know, Stephen King's novels, they're crazy. They, especially that one. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like they did the best they could for film. Agre- agreed. And, and like, look, I, 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 I like you, I liked the first one much better. I will say this, though. If you gave an Oscar for casting then the Oscar would easily go here. The, the Whoever casted this film, the adult actors that they picked could not have been more accurate, spot on right. to the kid actors yeah. I've ever seen. They had the mannerisms and the motions and just, I mean, you'd swear to God it was just the kids doing CGI as the adults. It mm-hmm. was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I thought was really good. And I thought the interaction with the young kids and the old kids and all, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I just, I, I agree with you. I felt like it dragged. And, and the writer and director even admit they changed up the ending from the book because yeah. they didn't feel it would work on screen. Yeah. But in my opinion, what they did didn't work on screen either. Just, uh, just yeah, dragged at the end. Yeah. So like, it really, just the third act I felt was way too long. Yeah, yeah. It, it just, I don't know. It is what it is. It I is think I, I think it's gonna you know continue to see a downward trend. Yeah. Uh, you know, and when as soon as something comes out at the box office, it, yeah. it's gonna be done. It was funny when uh, little Cam and I went to go see it at the theaters. There was freaking. <laughs> There was movie attendants like making sure kids were not in the field for in the movie theater because so many people had like try or so many kids had tried to like sneak in mm-hmm. and see it yeah. and shit. It yeah. was so funny. We almost got asked because we look so young. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that is crazy. Yeah, like he started to walk up and then he was like, "No, they're good." They're like good. it's intense though. It is. I mean, it is pretty violent. There's yeah. a, there's a couple of scenes. The very first opening sequence is extremely violent. Yeah. Um, and then there there there's some spousal stuff that's really violent and and it just yeah. I mean, it's a disturbing. I, I yeah. would definitely not bring my kid to see it. Right. And so, do you know if uh, McAvoy has any Oscars? Because I feel like this man should. He should seriously have some, right? Yeah, like, he, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he does. But, man, he just everything this guy's ever been in yeah, is brilliant. he is just so good. Like, definitely pulling for him for whatever. And I got to tell up. you, Bill Hader, too. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody thinks comedy, comedy. But this, this guy's dude. had a couple of serious roles, yeah. uh, you know, over the past few years. And he's killing it with he the is. drama. and this, this guy can act. Yeah. So, I mean, seriously, yeah. Give him some credit, man. Give him some credit. He's not just the guy from Trainwreck. That's that right. Amy <laughs> Exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, number two was Angel Has Fallen with six million. I predicted five to ten. Number three was Good Boys with five point five million. I predicted three to five. Number four was Lion King with three point or four point three million with, and I predicted three to five. And number five, I had Ready or Not, but it was actually Hobbs and Shaw. It came back in the top five, and it got three point eight million. So slow weekend other than it chapter two yeah and i mean you got some stuff coming out this week you got hustlers that new mm. it has i mean it's got a huge <laughs> cast attached it does it Lily does reinhardt jennifer lopez um constance Wu yep. from yep. fresh off the boat and crazy rich asians um and apparently this one's getting some oscar buzz but i don't know <laughs> I, I, yeah i i mm. just mm. saying just saying i just you know showgirls 
yeah striptease right I, i'm thinking along those lines yeah. and i'm just like remember all the talk that demi moore was going to get oscar nomination for striptease and then it was just an absolute disaster yeah and ask elizabeth berkeley how her career went after showgirls exactly. so she's praying for a fucking saved by the bell reunion just i'm just saying, saying. Just um saying. I, d- I don't know. I, I find hard Oscar buzz hard to believe about this one, but I'm going to hold judgment. Agreed. You know, we'll see how it does. Agreed. But. Agreed. Uh, uh, also, The Goldfinch is coming out this week. I haven't seen anything about this one. I have no idea. Yeah, no, I think one trailer yeah. I've seen. Maybe one trailer. What, uh, like, what, what's it kind of I about? I don't even know. I couldn't yeah. even tell you. Like, like The trailer didn't even captivate my attention. Yeah. I hate to admit that because we're usually on top of everything, but I got to tell you, who's ever marketing this, not doing a very good job. Yeah, exactly. I, I just I don't even know. Agreed, agreed. Movies that are still out, of course, It Chapter 2, Hobbs and Shaw, uh, Lion King, stories, stories You See in the Dark, uh, Good Boys, Angels Have Fallen, uh, Overcomer, Ready or Not, and a few others in select theaters. But, you know, I think It Chapter 2 will remain number one this week. I think it's going to see, like, a pretty decent drop. It's going to get between 35 to $40 million. People, the website... Box Office Mojo is predicting around 42 to 45. I think it's going to be lower than that because yeah. of what we talked about. Yeah. So 35 to 40 million, number one. I think Hustlers will be number two. Now, I disagree with them again. I think it's going to be around 25 to 30 million, and they're thinking around like 35. I don't think it's breaking 30 million. I will look, I will be shocked if Hustlers takes down it chapter two. No way. I not. would be shocked. It does not. Like, if it does. I have to start questioning who's going to see these movies. Right. <laughs> like, I just and for for everything we just said about it, chapter two, I have to say that it's still probably phenomenally better than Man, Hustlers. what Hustlers will be. Yeah, I'm just I'm sorry. A whole I, I'm bunch just... of hairy mics. Bedazzled. You got to watch that bedazzled shit on the seats, though. Those new leather seats, and you'll tear them up at the theater, man. UPS bedazzled. Oh man. Uh, number three, I think, will be a, a Goldfinch, I guess, just because it's going to be another slow box office week, and this is a new movie. <laughs> How many people are going to go to that and think that it's a James Bond movie Every, or something? Like, like, Goldfinger. Oh. <laughs> like, what? Goldfinch. Goldfinger. Yeah, what? like, what? Um, number four, I think, will be Angels of Fallen with three to five, and number five, I think, will be Good Boys with around three to five. It is what it is. Uh, there's only, like, it's starting to slow down, honestly. The be- the end of the year is coming around, and movies are starting to come slow down. Next one that I think is going to make a nice box office impact is probably Ford and Ferrari. Um, I think that's still got a couple weeks away, but other and than And Joker. That, yeah, and Joker. That comes out as well. That one's getting some nice Oscar Oh, my gosh, yeah, and it keeps going up. 80 yeah. million, 90 million. I'm personally thinking I'm going to call it, and you, you'll be talking about it when it comes out. But I, I'm telling you, my prediction early, over 100 million. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to open at over 100 million. Yeah. And, and that one legitimate Oscar talk. Yeah. That's all I'm saying, you know, exactly. not the hustlers. How you, how you say Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix and Joker for Oscar and then include in the same conversation hustlers? Yeah. What? Yeah. No, just no. Just stop it. Just no. Just stop it. I mean, put that up against uh, what's that one that's about to come out? Um, the one that the lady just partnered with MGM and she's playing a. Oh, yeah, Judy. Judy. Yeah, Judy apparently Garland. that one at TIFF 
got an another huge standing ovation like Joker did, brought Renee Zellweger to tears. Okay. She had to leave the room. Yeah. She was so emotionally overwhelmed Damn. by the response. Um, and yeah, it was immediate. They're like just, you know, Oscar. Yeah. I, I would not be shocked at all, and I hope that I'm right. Although we can't discount. This is the only thing that you can throw in on the male side, and you got to throw it in. Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. Exactly. I mean, you can't. Otherwise, if this was not a Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers year, I would say you could all but guarantee your male Oscar and female Oscar would be Renee Zellweger for Judy and Joaquin for Joker. Yeah. But then you got Tom. Yeah, then you, got and Tom. you can't discount Tom as Mr. Rogers. So I don't know. I know. It's gonna Damn be it, good, Tom Hanks. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be it's a, gonna good be a great year. Oh, and I feel so bad for Joaquin because yeah. if he if he doesn't get it, it's because of Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Tom Hanks got two already. Come on. Just, you know, give Joaquin one. You remember when you fucked him on uh, Walk the Line? Come on. I'm just saying. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, now it is time for IMDb Pro Top Trending Segment. Oh my goodness, we love this app. We, we literally do. have been using it all week because you know we got some episodic projects in development right now. And, oh man, we had a lot of people sending us some casting notices. Yep, yep. I mean, po they posted a casting call on there yep. and their response has just been crazy. Yeah. Almost a thousand. Yeah. Almost a thousand so far. Exactly. It's, it's nuts. We and we appreciate yeah. that. Seriously, y'all are awesome, and we cannot wait to see some reads, man. And you know, you can track your latest and greatest film that's going on there. So that brings me to this week's top trending film, which is The Joker, because it's making huge buzz. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Just like it. Uh, top trending show is Carnival Road. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. We're going to look more into these after <laughs> the show. Um, and the top trending star is... Uh, Cara, I, no. Yeah, Delavigne. Delavigne. Um, is she back for Suicide Squad? I don't. I, I think don't, so. Uh, yeah. I okay. think so. All right. Yeah, and uh, you know she's the one for she's the girl from Paper Towns yep, and yep. so much, yep. so many other things. She's a phenomenal actress. So she's with Ashley Benson now. Yeah. yeah right. Good for yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah. Rockin' and rolling. Now let's transition into the Billboard chart toppers. Some things changed, others did not. Let's tar start off with vinyl album sales. I, I, Bon Voyeur, no idea. Um, <laughs> top digital album sales go to Fear in Inoclum by Tool. Tool's a very interesting band, man. They got some weird shit, they got some decent shit, but a lot of people love them, so kudos to them. Top streaming song still goes to ransom by Lil tecca and top radio song is senorita by sean mendez and camila cabello did there. you did you see that instagram no. video mm -hmm. hilarious i mean this this song obviously it's been talked about since the second it debuted all the rumors apparently now maybe they are dating mm -hmm. i guess i don't know but anyway they've been getting hammered on social media because they do these little nose yeah. you know things or like some somewhat kind of weird kisses on stage performing this and so somebody was hammering them about you guys look like fishes when you kiss you oh don't even God. know how to kiss like what are you 12 what or something so they posted this instagram video where like this is how we really kiss Oh. I, you, it's oh. intense. Oh. I mean, Camilla opens her mouth and just basically licks his face, no. and then shoves her tongue down his mouth. It, it's the most. It's more awkward than the fucking fish kiss. Yeah. I, I don't know, okay, but man. it's pretty. I tell you though, they're smart because yeah. they just keep playing it. It's yeah. probably why that song is doing as well as it's doing because yeah. they are playing it up and yeah. they're if, rock it, and rolling, man. It's 
go watch a video. It's a little disturbing, but go watch it. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty for funny. Life. Scarred for life. Uh, artist of the week is Tool, and they also got the Billboard Top 200 album for that album that I just said, whichever <laughs> name that is. Um, and then the top digital song sales and the Hot 100 is still Lizzo's Truth Hurts. This is the second week for that song, so good for her. Hopefully, does it go 16 or 17 or 18 straight weeks and break Lil Nas X uh, record. But I'm going to go no. No. But, man, you know, hey. Yeah, you know, you know, you know. But all of these people are well-deserved. Congratulations. Y'all are rocking and rolling, man. Good shit in the music industry. Well, anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in for episode 83 of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. We had a blast with this one. We have to thank our guests once again, James Dumont, for coming on the show, giving us a little career update, and Righteous Gemstone. Always fun. Yeah, Always fun. Seriously, seriously. Make sure to follow him on social media, James Dumont on Instagram and James K. Dumont on Twitter. Make sure to follow us on social media, at Crazy Ant Media, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, all those good places. And make sure to follow us personally, myself at JLo Fantastic and Crazy Ant Guy 1970. That's right, that's right. And subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. We're available on any major podcast platform: Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, and so much more. And of course, make sure to visit our website, crazyantmedia.com, where you can read our professional bios, look at what we're doing on our production side of things, and head over to our merchandise website where you can shop for some crazy, crazy shit. Yes, and I, I just want to say personally a huge uh, thank you for all the people who have reached out about uh, my article mm-hmm. in our Voyage LA magazine. Um, Honored to, to have been involved in that, uh, highlighting, and I've got all the emails. With, yeah. I'm just I'm telling you, JLo, watch out. Uh, a lot of emails from people reaching out. I'm going to share that on the website also. It kind of gives you a little bit more of our backstory. So huge thank you to them for including me in the magazine. And huge thank you to everybody who has read it and reached out. I appreciate it. Definitely. It's awesome. Definitely, definitely. Mine's coming in a couple weeks. It, it is. I'm so telling you, watch prepared. out. The emails, you get a lot of emails. They give you a little contact thing, and you get shoo, fired up. Yeah, it's all about building those connections, man. Damn right. Building those connections. And one connection that we want to build. Oh, up. Up.